Needing some dancing shoes. Well, I've actually. No. Sorry, I'm wearing my bowling shoes today, not my dancing shoes. Oh, that's you know, the yeah. problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, maybe that's the good part. Yeah. It it helps me stay in the lane. You know what I mean? Oh. Wait, where's the other? Oh, I'm so late for that. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, good morning, gang. Yeah, look at that. Wonderful seeing all the good mornings and the greetings. And uh, actually, it's probably good afternoons for lots of folks, too, uh, based on uh, some yeah. of the geographies that we're seeing posted in there. And that's brilliant. Thanks, gang, for joining us this week. Um, How many of you have a little something extra in your coffee over there? Uh, happy hour, <laughs> I'm thinking. Maybe for some folks. Well, you know, it's idiotic o'clock somewhere. Oh, okay. All right. Clearly, we're in we're in bad or dad joke modes uh, here today. Um, we will we will try to not stop that. Um, gang, we have um, we have Rachel Dillon with us here this week. Rachel, it's your first time joining us. Whoa! It is. Whoa! I got a really good entrance. Woo. No kidding. Sorry, That's sorry. Like, it's like your walk-on music we, or something. We rattled. <laughs> no kidding. Rattled the cage. The band really kicked in there for that. <laughs> That's brilliant. It works well. Yeah. Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself for the folks that haven't met you uh, outside of Idiotic yet. Well, I always start off with the fact that graphic design has been a part of my life for over 25 years. Um, went to, I'm a Badger cheesehead, so I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison where I got my undergrad in um, graphic design and fine art. Of course, I was the one who was told, yeah, you can't quite make it in art, so you might as well be a graphic designer. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great, thanks. Um, but it has served me very well. And uh, and with that, I've, uh, I've been a marketing and PR director, and I've been a webmaster. I think that's my favorite title I ever had was webmaster. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I had that on a business card. Hi, Rachel Dillon, webmaster. So, um, yeah, and then, you know, I have been an art teacher. So when my kids were in school, I stepped away from the corporate um, healthcare system and I decided, you know what? I really want to be with my kids, but I couldn't hang out and just hang out. So when they were in school, I um, ended up getting a, um, a book uh published so um a children's book on endangered species and it's a non a non-fiction um so i illustrated and wrote it in a um, lovely publishing house in minnesota picked it up so then i did author illustrator tours and visits to schools it was so fun oh and um with little ones and then i decided you know my kids are getting older it's time for me to go back to the workforce and that's when I returned. So when I returned, I definitely wanted to reinvent myself. And I was like, you know, I'm no longer just a graphic designer. Um, you know, I've been an art teacher, I've been a marketer, I've been, and I've always been a teacher of some sort. And so I looked at, you know, how can I expand myself? And I found instructional design. And mm. I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, mind blown. This is totally me. Like instructional design, where you've got the science of learning, you've got some psychology stuck in there, you've got the visual art and the, the power of visual design, and you get to share and teach things and help people. So um, it was perfect. So I went back and got a grad certificate at UC Irvine in instructional design and e-learning. And now, because I'm, you know, a glutton for um, <laughs> some, some people say punishment, I say, yeah, but it's also <laughs> so worth it. Um, I, um, I'm in my master's program at uh, California State University Fullerton in instructional design and technology and uh, while working full time. 
So there hmm. you go. Nutshell. That's a, that's a long journey. It's a brilliant journey. That, there's always the, the power of that phrase webmaster. That always sounded more like, like, like it came with an aura and there's probably some like, you know, sparks flying from the fingertips kind of a thing or something about that. <clears throat> Why, why, a, why aren't, why can't we be like a, a graphic master, right? Or why not a design master? Like, why was it only yes. the web guys that actually thought that would be a cool tag to put on? Oh, I want to be a design master. There you go. See? That is, that is a title. I need to make that business card. Yeah, design master does feel like you, you, you're you now elevating into the status of, you know, uh, a, swing, yeah. a spinning chair with a cat, you know. Uh, yes. Like, like you're getting you're getting close yes. to that echelon, right? Yes. It's, I mean, because clearly that's that's you know above webmaster. You know, yeah, a webmaster is. is Isn't it this one? Yeah. A, a webmaster has control of a specific web. The design yeah. master is in charge of the design of so exactly. many things. Exactly. Yeah. So many things, including things. learning. <laughs> there we go. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, before we jump past uh, introduction section, Lightbulb Joe is asking in the chat, did you have a preferred style for, uh, you know, painting or drawing or, or your own in your own artwork? And, and I don't think we want to leave that one hanging for too, too long. That's such a lovely question. Thank you for asking that. Oh, well, um, if I'm viewing, am I, if I'm an art viewer, impressionists, uh, that's impressionism is my favorite. Um, I love impressionism. Um, but as far as myself and stylistically, um, that sets me apart as a different type of, um, of artist. Uh, I'm an acrylic dot painter. And so I did end up studying and I did spend time in Australia. And, um, and the Aboriginal acrylic dot paintings really was an inspiration for my methodology behind, you know, but I ended up turning it into my own thing and I paint, you know, I painted endangered species instead. So it's kind of like a mosaic. Some people like to point out pointillism, but it's not quite pointillism. Um, it is acrylic paint, but each of the dots are individual and they rarely overlap mm. each other. Um, so it is kind of more like a mosaic where the dots combine to create the the form of an animal um, with variations of color. So thank you for asking that because well, I, I rarely get to talk about cool. my art. So that, Well, yeah. I know Lightbulb Joe has been working and practicing her passion <laughs> of art for a long time. I watch all of her pictures up on Instagram as she goes through that Very process cool. and her work is beautiful. She does flowers. Oh. Am I right, Lightbulb Joe? <laughs> I see a lot of flowers, I remember. Yeah. yeah. I think she's branching out. Hmm. Exactly. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> leave it alone, man. Leave it alone. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, impressionism. So Ottawa, this, uh, maybe folks do or don't know, but uh, Domino, our, our company, is, is headquartered in Ottawa, uh, which is also the, the home of Rich oh, Little. So we, right. we grew up with a lot of impressionism um, culturally. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, hmm. huh. uh, Different uh, kind of impressionism. I am not a croc. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have we gone off the rails yet? <laughs> it, I, I, I took my bowling shoes off and we've left the lane. Sorry, guys. We are out of the lane. Yeah. Someone is so sweet. They posted my book in there. Aw, thanks, ML. That was very sweet of you. Fantastic. So, very cool. Um, yeah, well, so uh, back on to the rails. Um, what we're going to talk about, though, is is graphic design because so many of our so much of our role does involve visual presentation of, yep. of information, and 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 many of us come into this world without really a, a graphic design you know background. Those who do come from that route have a a definite uh, you know bonus or a definite advantage from that perspective. Um, so we wanted to help folks to maybe you know bridge that gap in their own uh, and start to understand what they can do and what they can do better and that kind of a thing, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a great topic because you know if you don't come in as a graphic designer, I can see how um, intimidating you know it can be. Like you know. You know how powerful it is because you've seen it and you're just like, gosh, that works. But how does that work? And why does that work? And and it is, it's yeah. it's very intimidating. Like 
I got intimidated even starting as instructional design because that wasn't my forte. So it was like, well, how do I write learning objectives? How do I, you know, work with a SME? And it, it was a very different experience. So the, the design part, graphic design part was comfortable. The other side was not. And so, um, you know, merging it all together, um, I very much empathize and relate to that feeling of, I, I'm not sure what to do. Um, and it, it's been really fun. Critiquing is, is a huge part of art. Um, yeah. they, they, in art school, they would put your work up on a board and you would rip each other apart. You know, and it, was, it, it was a part of, of school, Awkward. you know, yeah, and, and, and you just get used to it. You just get used to the, the compliments and the criticisms and you, you start to get into your mind where you're not taking it personally. You're thinking, oh, well, that's a different perspective. I hadn't thought about it that way. So, um, you know, and, and when you get down into graphic design, what's wonderful is that you get into science. You get into the fact that you're you're working with some of the subconscious, um, where people are drawn to something um, because they're human beings. They're, um, you know, they they feel comfort because that just feels better, and they can breathe. And and oftentimes they can't even describe why they're uncomfortable. I was just going to say you can use the graphic design to make tension too, and to, to really yeah. manipulate emotions. Exactly. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Power. I always found it interesting, though, that in instructional design programs, uh, it was often mentioned, obviously not part of the curriculum, but often as an aside, I would hear things mm. like, you don't have to worry too much about, you know, graphic design because you'll get a job and there will be a graphic <laughs> designer that does all of that work for you. And then, of course, we get out into the real world and we realize, uh, where's my graphic designer they told me was going to be here? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, uh, you're looking at him in the mirror right there. Yeah, jump to it. You know, yeah. it's, and, and it's hard too. like even going through my certificate um, program at UC Irvine and even my program um, right now at Fullerton, there aren't any designated full graphic design courses. You get like, mm a week or an introduction or, you know, um, you know, you can critique each other, but you know, here, go watch these videos. Um, and it's not against that. They're focused on instructional design. And of course the thesis that I'm going to be working on and submitting next year um, for graduation is going to be about the importance of having at least a year of graphic design under your belt because it's just another set of tools that helps communicate visually. Uh, I mean, it's it, it, visual design is so powerful and just using some of the, the principles and really working and honing and training. And it's about practice. I mean, like yeah. any art form, mm -hmm. graphic design is practice and, and talking to people and, and finding out, well, why does this work? Why did these colors not work together? Um, why is that vibrating? You know, oh, oh yeah, that complementary color thing. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Well, that's that's a great segue into what are <laughs> what are some of the uh, visual design principles that we need to be thinking about as instructional designers, whether we're experienced or just new to doing it. Um, you know, what are some of the basic things that we may see every day and go, ooh, I like that, but I don't know why. Well, you know, I think one one thing that's really important to, to ask yourself first is why does it matter? You know, why does it matter that something looks better? I've got all the content there. I've got, you know, uh, everything's accurate. All the words are there on the screen, um, whether it's a video or whether it's a slide presentation or whether it's an e-learning, um, you know, web-based training. It's all there. So why does it matter how it looks? And, and I think that that's the first step to say, you know, it, it's more than just a template. Um, mm -hmm. And it's more than just pouring stuff in. Because I think it's easy to get caught up in the content and forget the, that presentation part. Um, so there, there's some elements. And I don't know at what point you want me to share my screen because I've got Whenever, some. When, yeah, let's get into this. <clears throat> yeah. Let's do yeah. it. 
Um, so for those of you who are not on um, a screen platform and are listening, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I can, you know, walk we'll through this, you know, it. walk through this and right, 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 opening the door, you know, so, um, <clears throat> and, and, and what was fun for me is, is sometimes people are like, well, you know, can you, can you make a template for me? Can you lay something out for me? And, and I'm like, um, could you give me content first and then I'll do it? Yeah, what do you want um, me to lay out? Yeah, so there, there is something to be said about the fact that having the content makes it much easier to design um, and to know what to remove and what to um, focus on, you know? And so of course you've got, you've got a whole fun list here and you know you've got your principles and elements your your principles are you know kind of the contrast the proximity it's kind of the scientific part the alignment the white space the consistency these are all things that tap into our subconscious well all design does um but you know it it's something that we don't think about quite as much the color the fonts and the images those are really in our forefront. We think about those things a lot, you know. Um, the other things are just so soft, such soft things, you know, where, where the contrast. Um, so I, I randomly pulled this slide up here. Um, you know, the, the muddled colors of um, pink and cream and green um, would be great if you're going to a cupcake factory. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, these Ooh. kinds of uh, almost, you know, it, it, oh, it, I wouldn't say sickly colors, but they, they're they very bland. They're very yeah, there's um, a, dull. A, there's a paleness to it that uh, yes. is, isn't very appealing, especially that yellow. That's got kind of a, Oof. like it, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is not sitting well with me. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is very, you know, content is there. It, this is very scientific based. And you, you got to squeeze it all onto one page. So you, you do. Know, yeah. <laughs> you, you do. You're just like, well, I can't just. And so, you know, I can't leave out the attribute. It's you know, so important. That's a part of that. <laughs> but there is a way to work within what you've got to make it easier in the eye. And, and more importantly, to reduce some of this cognitive load. And in the subconscious really dives in, in, in here, and it gets distracted. You know, it's like things aren't aligned. You know, they're, they're all over the place, or they're centered here, or they don't match, or you're wondering, why is this icon over on the right-hand side when the content it's supposed to be talking about is on the left? And they're dis disjointed, they're disconnected. So it's really thinking about how do things work together? What does your eye do on the slide? Um, and I, I speak slide just because I know when we do create, you know, web-based training, obviously you're, you're looking at one element at a time, even in, in video production, you're really working at a segment at a time. And so you have to think about that. So I'm speaking in terms of slides here. Um, but, you know, one thing that I, I do like to point out with design is that even when you learn it, um, it changes, meaning... <laughs> It has a style and, you know, just like fads and, and fashion and art and furniture and paint colors in your house and floor, it, it has a life cycle. And so graphic design changes frequently. And so going out there and looking at um, design firms work, um, you get a really good idea of what's popular. You know, what, what kinds of trends um, when we keep seeing the same things? Remember the little bean people? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> First of all, don't ever use those unless you're, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's my tip number. If you're going to take anything away from this tip today, don't use bean people. No bean okay? people. There are better choices. Um, mm -hmm. But those were a fad because those were available uh, to download really easily mm -hmm. to communicate body language, emotion. Um, so people are like, yeah, I'm putting this in here. Right. And then it got overused. So then people started to just kind of look at it and be like, oh, I've seen that before. It doesn't have any impact on me. Um, so <clears throat> obviously, in first impression matters with anything you're designing, because we're very judgmental, mm -hmm. um, he, you know, and, and not in a bad way. In, in, in the sense of design, judging's good. 
you know, because you're disseminating, you're determining what's important. And, and that's the wonderful thing about graphic design is that we have the power to show what's important. If you're going to take anything away from your distracted day, please look at this part, you know, um, and we, we have that control and power to say, you can focus on one thing and that's okay. Even if you're, if, if you're going to miss it all, just remember one thing. And so, um, so I took this slide here, um, which is a table and, and I said, okay, well, what would happen if I just shifted it a little, same exact content I've made it into a 16 by nine because most, most screens, most projectors, um, project in a longer version so that four by three in a PowerPoint, um, format, uh, that's really when our little Macintosh and our little <laughs> monitors were a little more square like, and so the 16 yeah. by nine gives you more, um, space, but it also fits what you're projecting and, and going on to. So this is the exact same content as you can see. Um, what I did was I, you know, kind of organized it a little better. Hopefully when you take a look at this, when you go, Oh, okay. There were questions in the examples, <laughs> you know, there is some consistency. Um, you know, we do have contrast. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is the top um, bar. You've got content in the row below it. And then, and below that, I've taken just a slight change in color. Um, so it's not quite so pukey yellow. <laughs> so, <laughs> jump, us, jump us back to the original one again and then jump yeah. us back to this one. So here's your, here's your first and then here's the redo. Ah, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, so what it does, it, what I did when I, I, the biggest thing is you see a lot of white. Um, when you have this much content on a slide, which is, you know, four columns and, and, and three rows of content, um, if I were presenting this slide, I would be talking to it for a while. Um, and I may only show the ontological research row first and then, you know, and then click to go to the next row. So they're only yeah. taking in a little bit of content at a time. But what I noticed in the first design is they really made it a point here, capturing participants' realities, um, bold, italic, and in parentheses. And I was like, well, obviously this is an important part. Um, so what they're doing here is they're saying, yeah, I know I should make this stand out a little bit. Um, so what I did was I said, oh, okay, why don't I put a little icon next to it? So it, it really is clear. This is something that matters. Pay attention to this. And then I noticed right away when you first pulled this slide up that it was... I, I was I was kind of asking myself because I knew you were going to come to this next slide and I hadn't seen it yet. And I thought, OK, I'm just going to just try to clear my head and just see where I go first. And to the graphics was where my yes. eyes went first. And I don't know if anybody else had that experience, but that's where like even before the bolded text or anything like that or the headers, it was the graphics that drew my attention. And now all of a sudden I'm sitting here thinking I kind of understand why, but at the same time. I still find it interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, we, you know, we started creating pictograms and icons to tell stories a long time, you know, before, um, you know, the, the true language. language, right? So we are constantly interested in signs. Um, you know, you knew at the age of two what a stop sign was before knowing how to read stop but you could see the shape and the color of the sign and know oh that's a stop sign my mommy stops at that stop sign and and so you know we are very comfortable with shapes and it is a very uh global language you know um that's why I look at the olympics they describe a sport um you know with an icon and you yep. know just by how they describe it very simplistically what sport they're talking about. Um, so it is a really beautiful language. And so our eyes are always drawn to one, that's the brightest color on, this, on the screen, um, is the little light bulb. Um, 
And so, you know, so you've, you've got the contrast in colors. Uh, you've got white, you've got green, you've got the yellows. Um, so I'm still kind of in the same, um, you know, coloration or stylistic approach. Cause obviously when we're stuck to brand colors, um, you know, you can't change the brand of a company. You, you have yeah. what you have. Um, <clears throat> so if you, if you look at it, you say, okay, well, the, the, the soft colors really are background, right? You have to really make a choice when you use a soft color or a, a tinted color. Um, you want something to be contrasting. If you can't read the text, if you're putting text on a colored box, make sure you can read it. I, I was in a, in a presentation yesterday and someone had a lovely shade of blue and this really light orange. And I'm like, like, and the, 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 the text was sitting on a, you know, blue background and it's a light orange. They didn't realize that it would have been so much more powerful one if it had just been white content, you know, white text on a blue background because it was a pretty deep blue. But two, those are complementary colors, orange and blue. And if you're putting them on top of each other, no matter what their, you know, tonality is, you're gonna get vibration because your eye reacts to those two compliments. Or if you're on, you know, if you're colorblind, you might not be able to read it at all. <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta take all of the, you know, the accessibility and those kinds of things in 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 your mind when you design anything. So we have a lot of, we've got a lot of um, power, but we also have a lot of rules we have to follow. Let's, to uh, let's, let's not go too deeply into this, but um, I would say that when some people are trying to teach themselves graphics and colors and you hear the word complementary, mm -hmm. I think in some cases that's why people do it because they're like, oh, these colors complement each other. So of course they should go together and me putting one on top of the other, that should be what I'm supposed to do, right? <laughs> you know, and it's right because they are, they are really comfortable together. You know, there's a reason why red and green are, you know, colors of the holiday, you know, uh, or, you know, of, of, of a popular holiday. Um, you know, that's why, you know, you've got your compliments behind you. You've got orange and blue. Um, there are compliments. They're supposed to be near each other. They, they work well together because they're the complete opposites. They're the contrast of each other um, on, the, on the color wheel. And it's just when you overlap them or you get them too close, you know, if they're rubbing up against each other, you know, purple and yellow, you have a little less reaction because they're a slightly muted um, you know, color as far as primary and secondary are concerned together. But orange and blue and red and green, they have some powerful fireworks when they're mm -hmm. next to each other or on top of each other. Yeah. Um, but they should be, I mean, they're great together. That's the thing. That's that's what's interesting about it. Um, so yeah, good I, point. Um, I tossed a, a link into one of our own domino samples, um, which is a guide to color theory that one of our graphic Yay. team members put together. So folks can check that out to learn more about the, you know, the color wheel and all of that. If you, oh, if that's something that you're just starting it. to grapple with. So yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's it. And color is incredibly powerful. It has a lot of emotion to it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it can cause you to feel calm. It can cause you, and actually, that's a, a good segue to this one. Mm -hmm. um, uh, <clears throat> you know, obviously, I worked for a hospital system <laughs> for um, many years, and I can guarantee that the color green with anything within a hospital is not a good color because <laughs> green really reflects, I mean, what happens when you feel sick? Everybody says, oh, she looks a little green. Um, so I would say that that would be a really uh, a basic tip. If you're working in a hospital system, try to stay away from green backgrounds because that that's not a very, very um, healthy, you know, color. Don't make now, people feel woozy. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> you want to. Unless you want people. to. <laughs> Unless you want them to feel sick. You can totally do that. <laughs> but if, if you're working with, you know, something like, you know, something calming, something, um, you know, there are times when you're using mint colors and spas like to use the color mint, you know, greens and, and really soft colors. Um, but with healthcare, you know, you want people to feel calm, like, 
cool blues and, and grays and real soft colors that, um, you know, that, that are soothing, you know, so, um, but this one was great because I wanted to point out the, the power of the human connection and visuals. Um, so you can see this is a this is a very common type of layout where people are like, okay, I've got my text, I've got my human picture, and I have a title, and I've got my previous next button. I'm all good. All the contents there. Now, if you have like you know 20 slides that look like this, and all the the human being on the screen does is do this and points and you know, and changes this or they ah you know. Um, you're going to lose your learner. You know, you have to have variation in your design for it to stay interesting. Um, no one should be able to guess what's going to be next. Like, <laughs> she's going to be giving me a thumbs up on the next screen. I can just tell, <laughs> you know. Um, so with this one, I focused on the fact that we, um, first of all, you know, human beings are constantly connected to where people are looking. You know, so if you have a if you have an image of a human and you've got a header that you find is really important on the screen, um, a title, um, have the person look at the title, because what you're going to do is you're going to automatically go to the person and then you're going to see, well, where are they looking? Is there a bear? You know, your natural instincts are, you know. Oh, what are they looking at? Do I need to be a paying attention to that? You know, how many times have you been in a crowd and someone looks? And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, what are they looking at? You know, um, especially at zoos, you know, obviously mm -hmm. we haven't been there for a very long time or in nature. Like if you see someone stopped looking, you're just like, what are they looking at? Is there, <laughs> is there a bear? I love bears. So anyway, yeah, yeah. bears are um, scary things. <clears throat> yeah, I bet in Ottawa, you've got, you've got bears. We have bears. In fact, I live rurally, so um, we have bears like just walking down the road some days. They're, um, they're they a lovely wait? surprise. Just like, um, hey, well, well, no, they don't. They're, they're usually trying to get off the road quickly because, you know, their arms are full of picnic baskets. So of course. They're, they're on the move. They're trying yeah. to get away, not get yeah. caught, basically, is what it boils right. down to. Yeah, um, well, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I worked in um, journalism before embarking upon this instructional design career, and um, one of the one of the earliest lessons that I was taught um, as part of that coming in with doing page layout, etc., was um, you know if you've got a picture of a person and their eyes are going in a direction, you don't put that on the edge of the page. You don't want their eyes leading off mm -mm. the page, for example, and uh, and and you want that their eyes leading inside the page to keep people you know intrigued by or, or yep. focused on that. So and that's just. <laughs> One of those small things that's that's always kind of stuck with me from that. Yeah, it's very subtle, period. but it is. It, it it's important mm -hmm. because I, again, when I looked at this version of the screen, that's exactly what I did. The first thing that popped out at me was, was her, and then where is she looking? And hitting that title, and the contrast in the title is so much stronger and larger than the rest of the content. I could very easily feel myself going from her to that down, through the content. Yeah. And so I actually was your magician. So <laughs> you did exactly what I wanted you to do, you know, and, and wait a minute, worked. you were the, you were the design master. I was the design master. <laughs> yeah. Yoda has nothing on me. Right. Mind blown. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Um, yeah. You know, so, I, um, yeah, yeah. Back to the other one. I just, I'll also, well, let's also talk about the fact that um, her um, scrubs match the blue. Uh, in the back oh, there. I'm so impressed with you for We're checking working. that out. Yes, that is the power of the eyedropper. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, everybody's best friend is the eyedropper. Is the eyedropper. <laughs> yeah. Get to know it. And it is. It, it's important. I mean, what's wonderful is that usually if you have, um, you know, if you pick an image uh, and you have the luxury of using whatever colors you get to use in your creation, you can you can find so many wonderful colors just within one photo um you know where you can find an entire color palette you know if you're like lost and you're mm -hmm. like i don't know what color palette i need to pick for this this you know learning experience and i do have you know the luxury of choosing my own start with a picture that you really like and then pull from that palette one you're going to have consistency 
because it's based off those colors that are already there in nature. I mean, that's what they do a lot with painting classes is they say, you know, look at nature, that's your palette and, yeah. and try to recreate what you're seeing outside. And, you know, obviously we rarely have, you know, you know, pure colors, we have softness and there's never something just pure color. You've got variations of that color around it. Like say in a flower, you're going to have like 10 different yellows. Um, so yeah, so use your eyedropper tool to help you make a palette. Um, and I know with this one, you know, this is, it's about the, hu the human is guiding the knowledge in this slide. So I made her big. Like I said, you know, let's focus on the fact mm -hmm. that she is guiding you to give you information. Um, then again, I once again, I pulled in the pictographs or the pictograms or the icons, whatever you want to use, the, the whatever term you, you want to work, because it, it, it translates quickly. You know, you see a hand underwater, mm -hmm. you're going to think wash hands. You know, and those are that's yep. the power of those. Um, now, of course, the more detail to the to the right, it says, you know, 20 seconds. I usually I taught my kids when they were little, um, you know, to say the alphabet um, when they wash their hands. And of course, I was the weird mom that would sing the alphabet in French. And not that I speak French, but I always loved, you know, the language. And uh, and so I'd sing it in French. And, and it wasn't until my daughter was a freshman in, in high school and she took Fran French for the first time and she goes, mom, you would never believe this. I know French. <laughs> when they were going over the, the alphabet, I knew it. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh, that's washing my hands. You know, <laughs> so anyway, a little side note there. Um, um, in, in the questions, Matt M has posted yes. a question that, uh, is the human connection effective if the human character is a graphic instead of a photo? Yes, I, yeah, in my I mean, opinion, I think so. Um, you but know, not I, not if it's a bean person, though. No, please, <laughs> I no. Mean, that's, that's they don't a, even have eyes. Yeah, exactly. I'm drawing the line there. Um, you know, we we connect to to human attributes. I mean, being human, that's just naturally can't get it out of us. Um, so yeah, I would say that, you know, you maybe would have to process it a little bit more, um, you know, to, to really see, oh yeah, that is a per person, depends on the stylistic effect of them, but really, you know, even if any human, you know, that's looking at something is, is going to draw our attention to where, where they're going. But that is a great question. And there's so many different styles of graphics and human representation. You've got human representation that don't have eyes. You have mm -hmm. humans that are cartoons. You've got humans, you know, that are, you know, very abstract. Um, so I think that if, it, and it does talk to the fact that, it, you know, obviously as far as consistency is concerned, when you do pick a graphic element or, or keep it in the same family. So if you have one human that is a cartoon-like human, um, and then all of a sudden you decide to, to use different characters that are like three-dimensional and yeah. shiny, <laughs> um, that you're not, you're not building that consistency and consistency is, is nice um, for your brain so that it doesn't have to think about, okay, wait, why did they change that? Cause they'll see the subtle differences and they'll say, is there, is there a message here? Do I need to, do I need to pay attention to this differently and why? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't matter, and if it's not important and you're not meaning for it to stand out, then keep within the same family because graphic design is really about pointing out what's important and using these kinds of things. If they're distracted because alignment's off, I mean, if I had this, mm -hmm. this over here, um, which I just moved an icon away, so it's not in the proximity of, of the language of the words, you're going to be like, um, is there a reason, you know, why, why did I, why is that there? What, what's the purpose of it being there? And if I have no purpose of it being there, other than I just didn't think to move it over, <laughs> um, you know, that's going to be something that taxes the brain.
Yeah. Um, difference suggests importance or something that we need to pay attention to. But if it's not intentionally different, then that just, get, just gets in the way of, of understanding. Yeah. Correct. Um, I'm looking at the time. Let's I think we've got one more to go through. So let's, let's make sure we, we get we do. get into this one. Oh, look at that. Isn't that yeah. a beauty? Wow. I know. I know. Finding this one. And, and my favorite thing is that this slide is about design. <laughs> and I'm like, so, so truly, and this is a great question. Would you trust the knowledge you're going to learn from this? I mean, that's that inf first impression. But if you're, um, yeah, but if you're new, you might look at that and go, oh, yeah, well, maybe that's the way you're supposed to do it. Please no. <laughs> Please no. Um, you, you know, you're right. You're right. Um, if you don't know differently, um, then, but you, your brain is going to respond to this. Yeah. You, your brain's going to respond to this and you're going to get overloaded. So you may not even get to bullet point number three because you're like, wow, this is, there is so much going on here. Your brain's going to start detaching. Like, okay, this is too much. I can't process all of it. It is pure cognitive overload. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to just stop thinking about this for a little bit, you know, because it is, it's too much for your brain to, to, to comprehend. And our goal is, is in structure, instructional designers is to really make sure that the, the content is absorbed. And so using graphic design, you know, you know, elements and and principles you're allowing them to have a better learning experience because their brain's not thinking about wow that's just too much going on here um you know with this one i focused on the fact that this is all about color and there should be nothing in the background you know there's enough going on in the color wheel for you yeah. not to have anything else going on in the background and and you know, it's the white space in this is, is a necessary break for your mind. And, and it's a necessary break for you to say, okay, I've got space around this. I can actually focus on one thing at a time. I'm not focusing on 25 different things, um, you know, or I'm not, and I'm not uncomfortable. And, um, you know, and, and those reactions are really, really normal. And, oftentimes without us thinking about it. We're just kind of like, okay, well, that was uncomfortable, but I don't really know why. Um, you know, and, and so what yeah. I wanted to do is, is kind of, uh, you know, wrap a little bit around this because, you know, obviously graphic design doesn't get taught in, in, a, in a, you know, an hour seminar. Um, you know, it doesn't even get taught in um, a year. This is something that is should be a lifelong process for any instructional designer to to look into and not overwhelm themselves um, with the with the the entity. Take a little bit at a time. You know, the biggest thing I see with with new instructional designers is that they 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 pack it all in, mm -hmm. or they don't give their objects and text enough breathing room. Mm -hmm. And it could be as simple as margins. If, if you're really uncomfortable keeping your content out of a box and you can see all of my designs, I didn't put any text in a box. You know, I made sure there was enough contrast between the image and my text for it to be legible. Um, and so, you know, if you, if you decide, you know, I'm not comfortable with that yet, um, that's okay. You can put it in a box, but just make sure there's enough margin where there's white space around the box before that text. I mean, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I see text like kissing, there's that, there's that uh, discomfort where it's all crowded. I mean, oh my gosh, you know, um, that, that discomfort actually is, is something that others feel. So, um, yeah, give your objects in your text breathing room. Um, and then, you know, showing the learner what's most important and ask yourself that. Does the learner know what the title is? Does the learner know what, what they really should be getting from this slide? And if it all is handled the same, then they're going to all treat it the same. So, um, so making sure that they know. And if you need to use techniques like 
some line pointing to something, <laughs> um, an arrow, <laughs> you know, someone's face looking at it, um, you know, making sure that it is the brightest part of the slide, um, you know, using contrast. Um, I built for, for one of my, um, my projects last semester, uh, I built a web-based training on contrast alone and how, you know, using contrast, which is variation. It's not just bright versus dark colors. It's varying the size of something. It's, it's looking at that font hierarchy um, where you've got a title that's the biggest and a subtitle that's handled differently. And then the body text that's handled differently and a call out that's handled differently. All of these, 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 these parts and pieces, look at a magazine and see how they break up their information. Um, and then grid lines are your best friends, you know, so if you can view and, and constantly, you know, turn your grid lines on and your guides on, make sure things align, right? So, so if, if you even have your, your text slightly off, right, again, your brain is going to wonder why it's there. If it is, if it's perfectly aligned with something, um, whether it's an object or an, uh, you know, or or a title, um, within the proximity of what's important to it, uh, when you do that, then the brain doesn't take the distraction. It's not, it's not going to be distracted, and of course, for all of us, timing matters. So if we do have to put a lot of stuff on a slide, give it to the brain a little bit at a time. You know, we all kind of know that, but it's it's wonderful to to really think, okay, I. I know I have to have this all there, but I, you know, so, so just ease people in, you know, they'll get used to one element and then you ease them in on something else, you know, like you're building, you're building something apart because some people are still like, yeah, I, I can only do this in 12 slides. Okay. You know, if you've got a slide limit, that's fine. You know, just ease people into the content. Same thing with, you know, when you're building a, a, a video learning, um, you know, ease the content in, in web-based training, let them control the pace of their content um, so that they can see a little bit at a time and process it at their speed. Um, and then the last thing is that consistency part. So if, if you can, what I like to do um, frequently now is I like to step back, you know, and say, okay, is there consistency here uh, you know, is the color, are the colors, is the, are the titles, you know, looking, this is a really, you know, broad step back. You can do that in a lot of different tools where you can step back and kind of look at the storyboard. Um, this gives you an, an idea of, okay, do I need, you know, did I pick the right photos? Did I, are they in the right family? Um, you know, uh, you know, it, it really makes you look at the whole picture. And that's something I've had to learn. You know, because mm -hmm. as a graphic designer, I would design one piece. Yeah. Right. You get narrowly focused on the thing that's right in front of you, for sure. Yeah, right. The big picture. And the so I would do that. And fall back. Yeah. Yeah. I would do that with the slides. You know what's cool. interesting? Uh, kind of an aside, I know we're running out of time, but my Sorry. daughters liked to show me uh, other people's especially influencers, Instagrams. So if you want to know about that consistency, if you go find a really, really popular Instagrammer and look at their profile page that has all of their tiles on it, you'll notice that every single picture that they post, it looks exactly the same. It's not the same pose. It's not the same location. It's not the same content, but it's <clears throat> got a similar hue a similar color vibrance to it and of course it's probably filters that do it but still they do that on purpose right so when yeah. you look at that main page you have that very comforting feeling of oh this is their style this is this is very consistent, consistent yep. and it feels good yeah. Yeah. and it's been and thought through and uh, yeah yeah for yeah. sure yeah, yeah. yeah definitely um, we've had a bunch of questions that we haven't been able to get to, but a lot of them are Sorry. on things like programs to No, it, This has been brilliant. The, the, the conversation has been 
been fabulous. Um, we're going to leave a lot of those questions um, unanswered because a lot of them are about programs that people could do to, to, to study. And I mean, there's lots of folks that lots, lots of things that we can find on the internet quickly about programs to learn better graphic design, etc. Um, but yeah. one of the questions that's come up both in the chat and in the questions was uh, was about sharing your slides. And um, are you are you willing to share those slides from today? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Absolutely. So, so Absolutely. Gang, gang, there's two ways that we can do that. One of them is, is that we do summarize uh, up every um, every week session uh, on our on the Domino blog. So look for that post there and we'll make sure that we'll get those slides from you and we'll provide them there. Um, and also then a box, awesome. Yeah. And then the uh, our Domino LinkedIn group too uh, is another way that we can do that. So uh, Brad, I don't know if you've got a, uh, the URL for I, that, but uh, we'll, we'll also make sure that they're accessible there too. I will find it, but yes, absolutely. Right. And we can continue this conversation there um, as well. And, um, yeah, if you guys have other questions and whatnot, just drop them in there and, um, you know, we'll get answers for you and, uh, and make sure that we, uh, we get, uh, you awesome. know, everybody on the same page. Yeah. And, and Rachel, while Brent's looking for that, go ahead and toss in your own contact, uh, info yeah. in the chat. If people want to connect with you in other places, uh, in the social medias world or, um, other things. Um, and someone did share a link to your book earlier, but if you've got that know, handy, toss so that sweet. in again too. So that's very cool. Um, yeah, actually, you know, I would have to say that um, based on my whole, um, you know, life and existence in, in work, grad school, mominess, um, I probably um, stay most active on my website and awesome. on LinkedIn. You, um, you know, yeah. Instagram doesn't really, you know, it's like, oh, look at my cat, you know, because <laughs> of course my, my kids are now at the point where they're just like, mom, you know, don't take my picture. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, my kids are, 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 you know, teens and they're just like, yeah, I don't want my picture. Are you going to post that on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, that would be a no. That would be a no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Make sure I get I can approve that before you post it, Mom. Yeah, if they yeah, do no that. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I'm like, I'm, I know. I'm posting my cat. That's it. <laughs> you know, in places I've been, and of course, I haven't been anywhere for a long time. So. <laughs> awesome, Rachel. This has been a fabulous conversation. So the chat, fun. as always, has got Thank has had you. lots of things uh, going on in it too, and and, our, and our, the folks who join us every week add so much more to this experience, and we're always thankful for that. Gang, yeah. let's dance on out of here. We'll see you guys next week absolutely it's been a good time everybody loves graphic design everybody does i mean mm -hmm. hey you're not gonna go to get a massage by you know going into a garage <laughs> you go to a nice place that's what graphic design is it's a nice place it's a nice, <laughs> place. nice place for I was your learning learning back. there we go <laughs> Well, I'm having flashbacks like to my last massage, which was in, which was in a garage. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, you learn oh, hey. something new every weekend. Bye. On that, we're out of here. <laughs>